Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how hospitality is a fight. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about how Christians can use hospitality to fight a battle against sin. You know, if you believe these are dangerous times, then you're right. Even if we aren't dodging shells raining down on our homes every night, the Bible issues the stark warning that Christians are at war. From Genesis to Revelation, God has proven he thinks about war differently than we do. We think of armies and weapons and strategy, but God has different tactics. In Exodus, the Pharaoh got worried that the Israelites uh, were increasing so quickly in number because eventually they were going to outnumber the Egyptians and be able to go to war and beat them. But God, he didn't need a massive army. He sent frogs and flies and boils. Instead, he brought the walls of Jericho tumbling down, not with battering rams, but with marching and with trumpets. And he took on the greatest of spiritual forces by allowing us to kill his son. God's war tactics range from what most military strategists throughout history would call bizarre to downright foolish. And that hasn't changed today. The world is still waging war, sometimes with guns and bombs, sometimes with votes and politics, sometimes just with words and opinion. But no matter how it's done, people are always trying to find a way to gain or protect power for themselves. But just like God wages war differently, he's now called us to fight differently too. You know, make no mistake about it. We are fighting. We are fighting for our lives and for our neighbor's lives. We're at war with sin. 1 Peter 5.8 says that our adversary is prowling around looking to devour us like a roaring lion. That's a battle. When the authorities came uh, to collect Jesus before the crucifixion, Peter understood the stakes. He knew this was war. John 18 says, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. And so Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? We are at war, but God says that we aren't going to win with swords. We fight for our lives. We fight to protect our family differently than the world does. And one of the ways we do this is by trading in our sword for a fork and for a spoon. Hospitality may seem harmless, but it can be a powerful tool in the war against sin. When it is based on our weapon, rooted in the word of God, hospitality can rip the rug out from under Satan's schemes. Jesus himself used hospitality as a powerful tool of ministry, eating with uh, tax collectors and sinners. And just like the world marveled all throughout human history when God used trumpets and marching to tear down walls, the people of Jesus, they thought this action was bizarre. Mark 2.16 says, when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? They didn't understand. But Jesus knew this is how he would win the war. And it sends a powerful message to us today. Even while the danger of the world may tempt us to withdraw, Jesus shows us that the way we win this war is by drawing people closer, both those who we're already close to and also others 
who we want to expect, people we're not close to. It's no accident that we accept Jesus's hospitality every time we participate in the memorial of his death. Jesus has opened the door for us to share in his victory through his death at that table. It's a reminder that he offered us hospitality when we didn't deserve it. And we must go into the world and offer hospitality to people that we would never speak to under other circumstances. Being hospitable in a war-torn world means meeting strangers and making them neighbors. And by God's grace, inviting neighbors into the family of God. Our homes are crucial for this. Our relationships are crucial for this. Our homes are the bridges. They're, they're bridges between the church and the world. And the first challenge is how we meet strangers. We tend to find a, a comfortable bubble and stay in it. But the Bible says we've got to get out there. We've got to get to disciple making. There are prison and refugee and foster care programs waiting to introduce you to strangers. We need to be intentional about meeting strangers and making them neighbors. But we have to remember just meeting or even just building a relationship is not enough. It's great to build those connections, but remember we are at war here and your hospitality can't stop at just making friends. We need to direct the conversation that we have with strangers and the neighbors to Christ. When you are rooting your hospitality in Christ, that has tremendous power. That's taking the words in this book out of theory and into practice and showing people Christ. It connects the church with people who would never think about stepping foot into a church building. And that is a powerful blow to Satan. But our homes are also bridges within the church too. They remind us that even though we are radically different, we think differently, we have different experiences, we look different, we speak different, we come from all different times and places, there is something powerful uniting us. In the Old Testament, Jews and Gentiles were reminded of a glaring separation every time they sat down for dinner. Jews did not eat where Gentiles ate. They did not sit at their dinner tables. They weren't supposed to even eat the same foods uh, or enter the same homes. Every night at dinner, there was a clear reminder that these people were separate. But then God stepped in. He sends Peter a vision and tells him to meet this centurion, a Gentile named Cornelius. And Luke says um, in Acts chapter 10, starting in verse 24, that the following day they entered Caesarea and Cornelius was waiting for them. He called together his relatives and close friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. And then he said to them, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, I came without objection as soon as I was set for. And then Peter goes on and he preaches the gospel. And while he was speaking, the, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with, with tongues and magnify God. And then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water? that these should not be baptized to have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And, and Peter spent several days there 
being hospitable towards him and then being hospitable towards him. You know, our father invited both Jews and Gentiles to his table. Peter learned that what we read in Ephesians, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, that means that men who formerly would hate each other could now peacefully share a dinner table. Christ tore down the divisions that separated us, and our hospitality should be an incredible evidence of that. So yes, we are at war. But God hasn't called us to go around swinging swords or separating ourselves behind tall walls and defenses. Instead, he says, open up the doors. Let that stranger into your life and make them a neighbor. That is what Christ did for us. He offered a seat at his table even when we abused him. And that sacrifice is what defeated death. And now he gives us the same opportunity. Wage war on sin through hospitality and defeat death. So find an opportunity, open up the doors to your home, to friends, to Christians, to family, and even to strangers, and then show them who Jesus is. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down, studying God's Word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word, and I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, whether that's YouTube or Facebook or uh, Spotify. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every single day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.